Hi, I'm Joanne Dicknair, Meemaw, with It's Storytime, Meemaw, and answered prayer for stories that point children to God on the Truth Network for Kids. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. Enjoy it. Share it. But most of all, thank you for listening to the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Coming to you from an entrenched barricade deep in the heart of Central North Carolina. Masculine Journey After Hours. A time to go deeper and be more transparent on the topic covered on this week's broadcast. So sit back and join us on this adventure. The Masculine Journey After Hours starts here now. And we are only four short days until boot camp. Four short nights. I guess it's five days. It's quick. It's coming up soon, right? And so you have very little time to register. You could register up to the last minute if you absolutely had to. But we really need to know how many people are coming for, like, food and all that kind of stuff. So the sooner the better. But if your last-minute plans, you know, everything falls through and you got the weekend available, join us in beautiful Moxville. Now, Harold, you are our Moxville resident. Just tell him how amazing Moxville is this time of year. It's a beautiful little town if you've never seen it. Unfortunately, the leaves are pretty much going to be gone, but there's some beautiful, beautiful streets through our little town. Yeah. yeah. You've been there how many years now? Moved there in December 1975. Okay. So, And you're not mayor yet? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get elected dog catcher. <laughs> okay, that's good. Well, we are talking about a boot camp talk, right? We, we started it. Uh, three shows ago, this is the fourth show on the same talk, but it's all different segments. The first segment, it's called Core Desires, right, Robbie? You could probably talk about this better than I can. Oh, you did it again. I did. I did. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, yeah, the Core Desires are God, right? Made us in his image. And so our heart is like his heart, and, and it's a battle to fight, which becomes critical throughout the whole deal because you're going to have to fight for all the other core desires as well so you 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 know fight for adventure like we talked about in the last show and tonight's show we're going to be a beauty to rescue and that's going to require some fighting too so the battle kind of goes through the all the stages no doubt and all the weekend you're going to have to battle to get to boot camp you're going to have to battle for your heart while you're at boot camp And, and so there's a big part of battle that goes into all these but tonight's one is one that really um, is it God's heart? Because when you think about it, we are his beauty that he's been rescuing. And, you know, I love the picture of, uh, of Jesus on the cross. I don't know that you've ever seen it with the, with the pierced side showing that how Adam's rib was taken to make Eve, you know, Jesus' church came out of his side and that we are ultimately the, the beauty that he rescued, right? And in a similar way to the way that Eve was originally made, and so we all have this desire when we see a beauty to rescue, to, to, to step up to that. But it is also the place where most men I know have got their brains beat in. <laughs> yeah, they've been taken out. Yeah, for sure. Beat in either through rejection or some type or their own shenanigans, mm-hmm. right? Or my own shenanigans, you know, let's put it that way. That, you know, it's a place where... You know, sin is rampant, and, and it's interesting to me that um, from a standpoint, your, your loins are where you hunger for both food and, and procreation, 
right? And it's through those loins is actually, to a great extent, the weakest part of your body. And so interestingly, you'll note that the sword was always worn on their thigh, which is their loins, to, because it's protecting their flank, their weakest part. And, and so here, this part of the masculine journey, the, the beauty to rescue is our flank, okay? And, and here it is, becomes critical that we begin to walk into how to navigate that. And that's one of the beauties of boot camp is to get into this because it is loaded with uh, landmines. It is. It is. Uh, we're going to get right back to that here in a second. But I want to throw something out there that we talk about at boot camp. But I want, want you, as you're listening out there, to think of some of your favorite movies. Right? <laughs> and so when you think of your favorite movies, don't they have all three elements of this? There's something fi worth fighting for. There's somebody that needs rescued. And it's an adventure just to get there. Yeah, right? and often the hero's called into an adventure he didn't really want to go on. Exactly, exactly, and have to enter into a battle they didn't really sign up for. <clears throat> right, just right. like Braveheart. He wasn't signing up. He, was, he wanted to be a farmer, right? Right. And next thing you know, he was, you know, his, his bride was murdered, and, you know, he's, he's, he's fighting for freedom. And that just lets you know that if that's why those movies are your favorite, they're speaking to your heart. They're speaking to your heart that's made after God's heart, as Robbie said. And those things are the what's core, and that's what makes it, quote, a good movie, but it's also why it speaks so clearly to your heart is it's hardwired in you. Yeah, because it's hardwired in God. It is. It is. And so I'm going to get to the first clip, and, and this is one that is not a uh, pick-me-up. <laughs> it's not going to make you feel good, but it is going to let you know that there are a lot of beauties out there that need rescued. And we'll talk more about that when we come back. But in this clip, it's from... Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, and, and I saw it years ago reluctantly, and it was actually quite a good movie. Um, but in this, this part that we're going to play, one of the girls, it's about a friendship of four different girls and, and, and things in their teens. And, and this one girl, her parents are divorced. She's lived with her mom. She rarely sees her dad. Um, she decides he, he's back in the area or something. She goes over to his house uh, unexpectedly and she looks through the window and sees that he has another family that she didn't know about he never told her that he'd gotten remarried and had kids and she gets mad and throws a rock at the window and they look out and see her and so where we pick up this the scene is she's calling him to talk about what happened and he's putting his interpretation on it and then she clarifies why she's calling I should have told you about them before and I'm, I'm sorry yeah you should have warned me but it's more th that's the middle of the clip i guess we could go back to the beginning <laughs> genesis of the clip yeah we could do that so here we go hello dad it's carmen um i'm glad you called um i just i want it's, it's all right you, you know you don't have to apologize, sweetheart. You were upset, I know. Um, no, Dad, you don't know. That's just it. You've never known. Because I've never been able to tell you. T told me what? That I'm angry with you, Dad. This entire thing about you and Lydia and, and the kids. It's my fault. I, I, I should have told you about them before. And I'm... I'm Sorry. Yeah, you should have warned me, but it's more than that. It's it's the fact that you found yourself this new family. 
and I feel like some outsider who doesn't even belong to you anymore. It's like you traded me and mom in for something that you thought was better. And I want to know why. Are you ashamed of me? Are you embarrassed? Just tell me, Dad, what did I do wrong? Why did you leave? Why did you have to go? And then tell me that we were going to be closer. But that never happened. Then why does Paul visit his alcoholic dad every month? But you only visit me twice a year. And I know you're, you just seem so happy about being Paul and Kristen's dad. But you never even had the time to be mine. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry. I wish that were enough, Dad. <laughs> very, very tough clip to listen to, but the, the authenticity of someone sharing their heart like that is hard to listen to. You know, as we talked about before the show, and Robbie actually made the point that if we would all share our deepest things in our heart, it would sound like this, wouldn't it, Robbie? Yeah. I mean, you know, we feel like that from our father, right? Some part of it is like, yeah. you traded me in for trips on the road, or you traded me in for this, that, you know, or whatever it was. And, it, you know, you feel that. And, and, you know, but here you see a beauty that needs rescuing and, and why our heart, if, if your heart doesn't go out to that girl or it to the dad, what is he going to say? Right. And, and, and the really scariest thing of the whole clip for me is, man, I know my kids feel exactly the same way that I traded them in for my career. I traded them in for all sorts of things, um, fishing trips and whatever, when they could very easily say the same thing. But the challenge is, you know, I keep thinking I'm going to be God and fix it all. <laughs> and as much as I try, I just can't fill those shoes. As we, we talk about this beauty to rescue, and you're thinking, I don't know what your story is. I know just around this room, we all have different stories. You know, and the beauties aren't necessarily the female lead in our life. You know, it's not the girlfriend or the wife or whatever that might be. That That, that is a beauty that God will call you to rescue, but there are other beauties as well as the point I'm trying to make. The hearts of your kids, your your siblings in some cases, nieces, nephews, grandkids, right? There's all sorts of beauties that need rescuing, right? And, and so if that was your granddaughter, wow, how's that really change how you feel, right? Or if that was your daughter speaking to you, how do you change how you feel? But there are so many people out there, all of us to some degree are like that. And we all need rescued. And fortunately, we have a rescuer. But then also, fortunately, God calls us to be a part of the rescue of other people, which is really pretty cool. And that's why it's wired in your heart, because you have what it takes to do that. Right? You may not always feel it, but you have it. Yeah, and you begin to understand um that part of your job as a rescuer is to put them into the arms of the real rescuer. Right. Because if you think you're going to be the one to get the job done, then you're going to end up like that father right there coming up way short of the, of the, but if we somehow or another can get them into the arms of the real rescuer at the same time, loving them well, then, Oh my goodness, what that does for their heart 
when you're gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of times part of the rescuing is just not adding to their woundedness. <laughs> you know, if I can accomplish not making it worse yeah, and helping them, as you say, get to Jesus. Right. Wow, I did everything I, I could do. What is it we talk about, I think, in, in one of the talks is that you can't do any rescuing until you've been rescued. Right. I mean, you can't you can't pull somebody in the lifeboat if you ain't in it, and you know it's kind of hard. But you know, and, and that's God coming after our hearts and, and the beauty in our own hearts to realize that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, and that's the, you know that's part of the the beauty of what we do, so to speak. No pun intended. Is that you know God is coming after your heart to restore that which was lost, mm-hmm. and we lose the, the we lose the romance of life. We lose the 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 wonderment of who God is and who we truly are. Yeah, I, I think what's key, and as we've talked about in each each of the things, as we talked about battle to fight, that you, you walk with God. You know, it's key that you do that because you're going to pick the wrong battles, right? You're going to fight the wrong way. You're, you know, things are not going to go well, right? You may win once in a while, but overall, it's not going to be a good thing. Going on the right adventures with God. Right, taking God with you on your adventures, not leaving him behind. You know, I'm gonna, I'll see you in a week and a half when I get back from the Bahamas or wherever I'm at. You know, hey, I, hey, I, hey, 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 yeah, no, no, no offense to you. And it wasn't, well, yeah, it was a little bit towards you. Now, the, uh, but, but this one, you absolutely got to walk with God. If you thought, well, maybe I'll make it through a battle, maybe I'll, you know, have an adventure, you don't take God with you in with the beauty. You're dead, man. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's yeah. not going to end well. Yeah, I love what Blaine um, Eldridge said about it. You know, the problem with rescuing the beauty is she don't stay rescued. Exactly. <laughs> and she does. You know, it's it's a challenge. It, it is. But. Um, well, and, and knowing what rescuing means. Right. Right. What does that really mean? And it's not a formula. It's not. It, not only does she not stay rescued, how she gets rescued is different the next time. There's no, <laughs> you know, let's just say you had a, a, a great, you ever seen Groundhog Day? Oh, yeah. Right? And so there's the one time Phil Connors with Rita gets it right, you know, and everything's great. And then for the next, like, 45 minutes of the movie, he's trying to recreate it. And that's the way with, like, rescuing. There's no formula to it, right? You got to walk with God and say, I'm going to follow your lead in this because I can't take a prescriptive approach to the beauty. You know, it has to be something that's unique each time. But there is a certain overarching principle, and you just touched on it. If you're going into that rescue alone, then you're going to end up drowning with the one being rescued. Mm-hmm. One of the I had my first real counseling session today um, in a while. With your counselor? Uh, <laughs> I've had plenty of those too. <laughs> yeah, me too. But no, it's, uh, it, it is a friend and two other friends that suggested that he talk to me and they suggested to me that I pray about talking to him and I did and God said go. So I knew it was going to be great and it was. But if we are going in, and I've always, been, I, my personality is a rescuer, but for many years I got in trouble because it was me trying to do the rescue, and that's a mess. But there are 
principles, like you got to listen. Sometimes we want to tell people what to do, but if you're not listening and helping, and whether this is a female beauty or any other situation, you know, if you're not paying attention to the person that needs rescuing, you're going to miss the cues that God's going to give you to help them. But there's nothing that feels better. And there's also not much that creates more stress <laughs> than being in that position. So, Agreed. so we have a perfect example. We do. Right? We have another Rescue the Beauty clip. We do. And my personal, one of my favorite clips of all of boot camp, mm-hmm. you know, I get to play it in most every boot camp, and I'm going to get to play it again in this boot camp. <laughs> and it's from Shrek. And, you know, the idea here is... Um, as you'll hear her explain, because she's Fiona, and she's been trapped in a tower beset by a dragon, and she's waiting for Prince Charming and True Love's first kiss, which is everybody's story. And I love when she sets it up, and I don't know if you ever thought that all fairy tales work out exactly like this. There's a princess who's beset by a dragon. Well, we're all, you know, we're all the bride of Christ, and we're all beset by a dragon. And we're all waiting for true love's first kiss. And so here we go. Here we're going to hear from Shrek. He's got helmet hair. You did it. You rescued me. You're amazing. You're, you're wonderful. You're a little unorthodox, I'll admit. But thy deed is great and thine heart is pure. I am eternally in your debt. <coughs> And where would a brave knight be without his noble steed? All right, I hope you heard that. She called me a noble steed. She think I'm a steed? <laughs> the battle is won. You may remove your helmet, good sir knight. Ah, uh, no. <laughs> Why not? I, I have helmet hair. Please, I would look upon the face of my rescuer. Oh, no, you wouldn't, Durst. But how will you kiss me? What? That wasn't in the job description. Maybe it's a perk. No, it's destiny. Oh, you must know how it goes. A princess locked in a tower and beset by a dragon is rescued by a brave knight. And then they share true love's first kiss. Hmm? With Shrek? You think, wait, 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 you think that Shrek is your true love? Well, yes. <laughs> you think Shrek is your true love? <laughs> what is so funny? Let's just say I'm not your type, okay? Of course you are. You're my rescuer. Now, now remove your helmet. Look, I really don't think this is a good idea. Just take off the helmet. I'm not going to. Take it off. No! Now! Okay! Easy! As you command, your highness. You're an ogre. Oh, you're expecting Prince Charming. Well, yes, actually. This is all wrong. Yeah, this is all wrong. And this weekend I was thinking about, you know, I had a dear friend lose their oldest son um, and, and attended another funeral as well on Sunday. And I was thinking about the movie Short Circuit. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie, but there's this little robot that gets hit by electricity and he becomes alive. And his, and his line is, malfunction, 
need input. <laughs> well, think of the story of most of our lives. It's a malfunction. We, you know, we we need input, right? We're looking for some solutions, especially if you just lost your oldest son or whatever it is that you were beset with from that dragon that is coming into your life and you need input. And the only place that, that really matters that the input comes from, you know, is from Christ. I mean, that, that's really what we're hardwired, you know, that, that, that we desperately need. And that is why it is blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted, right? Because at that point in time, they're more present than they ever will be. And so the beauty of this whole thing, the genius of, of often these animated movies, and this one is pure genius, is actually both characters are ogres, okay? Now, they're both wearing very elaborate masks. Fiona looks like a beautiful woman, and certainly Shrek in this clip has got a mask on. I mean, literally does. He has a helmet on. But in both cases, behind the mask, they're ogres, and oh, by the way, so am I, and so is Tammy, okay? <laughs> we all are. <laughs> I mean, it just, we all are, and, you know, it just, and, and so we have these masks, which is so much of what we talk about at boot camp is figuring out the mask so that we can get to the ogre and, and begin to process that so that we can get them with the actual person that can give us input. We, there is a malfunction. We need input, <laughs> Okay, and what a beautiful thing, right, to begin, because in my opinion, the thing that you will get at boot camp, if you'll truly go out and do the covenant of silences, if you listen to the show at any time, you know what a covenant of silence we're talking about, is we will put stuff before you, and then you're going to go out to God, okay? And whether you realize it in your life or not, malfunction, need input, okay? So when you go out there in the covenant of silence, you can actually begin to experience true love's first kiss. And I'm telling you, I don't know how many times we've had people out of boot camps that have never heard from God before. And, and you ought to see the look on their face when they've experienced true love's first kiss. Because when you hear from God and you have some idea that you're actually getting real input onto who you are, that he loves you, and the things that he is intending for your life, I mean, this is gigantic. It's like, oh my goodness. And, and so the beauty of it is not only do you get rescued, like, like Jim said, like Danny said, um, you then are in a position, right, to see how you... You know, that old saying, you know, when you're in the airplane, first got to put the oxygen mask on yourself and then you can put it on somebody else. Well, you know, your family desperately needs you to be rescued so that you can rescue. We've got we've got a, a about four minutes left. And so we kind of switch gears and see what we can get in here. But uh, a time that God has helped you in rescuing. Um, I just had one. My uh, I have one grandson. And uh, uh, love him dearly, but we don't really have a relationship. Just too much to go into, not appropriate to go in on the radio. But uh, uh, I've seen him uh, three times, four times, and he's five and a half. Uh, I saw him this about a month ago, and it was first time in three years. So I saw him three times pretty quickly, and then not at all. And and so you know, I'm just this person that um, sends him some stuff a couple times a year, and. We don't really even get a chance to talk on the phone. There's just really not a relationship there. And, and my heart desires it deeply, it deeply. And so 
I was on a trip with my sons and we were walking through this uh, out west and we're walking through the store and I see this this shirt and it's a little boy's shirt, you know, and it's all little boy and it's got these three wolves on it, one of them howling at the moon. And I'm like, I got to get that for my grandson. I mean, I'm just, I don't even care what it costs. I'm just going to buy it because I got to get it for him when I take it to him. And so I got it and I just knew it was what I needed to get him. And, and I'd prayed a lot, God, I don't, I don't know what to do here. There's no relationship there. And so fast forward to, I'm spending some time with him and we've already spent a day together and we are a good part of the day together playing and having fun. And I go get his present and I give it to him and he unwraps it. And as soon as he opens it up, he looks at it and he howls. <laughs> I don't know that, you know, part of his story, he and his dad, whenever they leave, howl like a wolf when one's leaving the other. And it's something they've been doing for years. And so I had no clue that wolves meant something to him, but when he got it, and so the next day when I saw him, he had it on, you know, he was going to be wearing that shirt. And so it was really pretty cool that, you know, my God, I don't, I don't know how to reach his heart in a way I didn't need to. I just had to be available and God knew how to reach his heart in a way. Right. And for me, that was a really cool thing that I, that God did for me and for my heart. And, and in it, I was rescued some. Anybody else have a story? Rodney, Danny, anyone? When my son was learning to drive, he his grandfather gave him a um, not an automatic, but a straight drive yeah. truck. So we were trying to teach him how to do this thing, and we pulled up to a stop sign, just a slight, slight incline, just enough, and he could not get past that. He could not, and he was just defeated. Well, the truck was about out of gas, so I took over. We went and got gas. Next day, after he got the hang of it, I said, go back down to that stop sign. He said, why do we want to go back down there? I said, you need to do this. And when he took off, we left a little black mark, but he made the stop sign, <laughs> and it, it, it just rescued something in him. And that yeah. was and that was just kind of cool because he knew then that you know, I do have what it takes. So. Yeah, yeah, you restored something that was stolen, right? Anyone else have a story? Rodney, we haven't heard from you. Do you have anything... Oh, you're just giving it over to, okay, so he sent it to Robbie. So, Robbie. Uh, my oldest sister, right, she had a horrible situation where she was being tormented, actually, um, by demons. That was the best way to put it. And she called me because the same thing, you know, right? She malfunction, need input, right? And, and it just so happened um, that I was able to pray with her, and she had a relationship with Christ that has, has gone on for months now that has meant for tremendous healing for her. And like God gave me the honor of being there to do that with my sister is, is beyond beautiful. And I, I think it's really cool that rescuing the beauty is, 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 is so much about you know, making him or her available for him. There's so much more to this. We just touched on the tip of any of these topics. Please consider coming to boot camp. If not this one, come to the next one. We'll have an entrenchment coming up again. I think in January we're going to be announcing that soon. Go to masculinejourney.org to register for the boot camp. We hope to see you there next week. This is the Truth Network.